Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We've been covering a new bill proposed today in Arizona would protect the LGBTQ community from discrimination while also reconciling with religious freedom. What's in the bill? How did it come to pass? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As we've been covering throughout the day today, there was a press conference this morning. And following that press conference, I had the opportunity to speak with one of the co-sponsors of the bill, one of the real driving forces, uh, Arizona Representative Amish Shah. And as we had a chance to talk following that press conference, I began by asking him about how long this journey really was and how they actually got to this point where they can really begin the process of providing this kind of protection to both the LGBTQ community and those of religious faith. The story starts actually before my time in the legislature. I I know that this was something that was brought forward by uh, another Republican, uh, Kate Brophy McGee, just a few years ago. And um, that was actually one of the starting points for what was going on. So we, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of others who, who, started to lead on this issue and begin good faith talks. So that bill was introduced, and I think they started with uh, what Speaker Bowers referred to earlier today as an ad words bill. So they just said, we have a current non-discrimination statute, and we're just going to add a couple words to to each place. So that that would be LGBT or sexual orientation and gender identity. And that that was the, the first iteration. But what happened since that time is that we started to see very different kinds of stakeholders from across the spectrum, and specifically talking about the religious community and and others, come to the table, being brought to the table and doing all this work um, for years. So it's just the product of of a lot of people getting together and saying, look, we can govern based on principle, not pettiness or cynicism. So I got into this a couple years ago because I also was interested in doing something on this issue. So I dropped the last couple of years a non-discrimination bill. And that sort of mirrored the prior bills that we'd seen in the past. But this time, I was approached by the folks that you met probably this morning, Angela and Michael. And they said, no, we want to work on this in a different way. Rather than just the AdWords bill, we want to work on this in a way that that's a lot more comprehensive and brings more people to the table. Would you, you know, would you be interested? Let's sit down and talk about it and, and sort of change the the tone of it changed the, the perspective. And I said, yeah, that sounds wonderful. And I started to hear then about the effort that was made in, say, Mesa with Mayor John Giles. And that started to provide the blueprint for a, like we said, a more inclusive conversation. And then then we were brought in um, 
I know that Michael and Angela traveled to Salt Lake City and, and met with leaders of the LDS Church, which was wonderful. And they had a real a great meeting. And then I was brought in uh, uh, with Speaker Bowers, and, and we kind of talked about what we thought was was a really wonderful idea and a framework. And, and then we were able to go through the bill with experts on both sides, line by line by line by line, and kind of craft it. You know, they had crafted sort of the framework, but we went through the bill line by line. And by the way, I love this kind of idea of, of spending a lot of time sitting there with the actual language right. and, and looking through the policy. And we sat down at the table. We had all our answers, our questions answered and talked to experts, talked to lawyers, and come up with something that we were very, very proud of. Yeah, and so important uh, that it's that hard work and heavy lifting that uh, is far away from the television cameras and the microphones and the press conferences. Uh, and, and actually, that's a, a real radical idea. I wish someone in Washington would have that same commitment to just <laughs> sit with the language of the bill rather than dropping it and, mm-hmm. uh, and voting on something they hadn't read. Uh, I know you mentioned yeah. something in the press conference today that I, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I, we always believe that uh, extraordinary things happen within the parentheses of a crazy idea. And I know a lot of people told you this was one of those crazy ideas, uh, but you went after it anyway. Uh, and the other thing that you kept coming back to uh, in pursuing this crazy idea uh, is this element of trust. And if you can begin from a place of trust, uh, then everything's really possible. Absolutely. And, and that takes time to build. And that means that You've spent. <laughs> I, I, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of uh, of my work down at the legislature is that I've come in and, as um, Ted Lasso says, approached the work with curiosity rather than judgment. Yeah. And once you set the tone that way, others will respond in kind. And I've found many, many people, legislators, Democrats, and Republicans, all sort of looking at that approach and saying, "Hmm, well, that's different." And from my end, just always a commitment to listen and always a commitment to hear you out. And if I disagree, not to be disagreeable hmm. and, and to say, look, I, I don't agree with that idea. I don't think my voters would agree with that idea, but I still respect your ability to have that idea <laughs> and, and, uh, or that policy that you're pushing and always leave the door open for, for more dialogue. So, so that's the kind of, from my perspective, that's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of philosophy from which myself and many others down here at the Capitol have operated. And that took personal relationships that took a lot of time to build and develop. And then you you actually have to mean what you say and say what you mean. So over the course of the last few years with so many of the legislators down there, we live that every day. We we don't, it's it's easy to say that, but it's a different thing to show up every day to work and live that. When I run a bill, I would like to think that, that my colleagues of all stripes will say, well, he's always willing to listen to my idea, even if you won't agree with it. He's always willing to be open-minded about what might be another perspective or something that wasn't thought of when the bill was drafted, when the idea was put forward, and to have reasonable consideration. I I think that that's really what the backstory is on all of this. And so when so many of us spend time doing that, then that builds trust. Yeah. As, as you said, your question was about trust. And I said, that's how you one gets to trust. One, one can't get to trust by assuming the worst in someone or yeah. broad brushing them as a member of this group or that group. But it, rather than 
just saying, well, here's what I'm coming to the table with, and I just want to have an open conversation with you, and I'm, I'm going to continue to to just remain remain that way and make it make it a point of policy and make it matter of fact. Yeah, fantastic. Representative Amish Shah from Legislative District 24 in Arizona, uh, part of a press conference today announcing a bill uh, that brings together that important word and uh, that you can have LGBTQ rights and you can protect religious rights uh, for those institutions and individuals of faith. Uh, Representative, thanks for joining us today. We'll continue to track this as this works its way through uh, the legislature there in the state of Arizona. I think it's a good model, not just for everyone in Arizona, but for the rest of the country. We appreciate your work on it, and we look forward to having you back to continue the conversation as this moves forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the interview, and, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. So again, that uh, wraps up our breaking coverage from today, the press conference down in Arizona, the Equality and Fairness for All Arizona's bill. Uh, again, it looks a lot like uh, one that was done here in Utah in 2015, the Utah Compromise. And it just shows that you can bring together people from business, from faith communities, from politics, and, and from a wide range of communities, including the LGBTQ community. That you can come together, you can have crucial conversations, elevated conversations, you can build trust, and you can solve problems. And that's what we all got to think again about. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.